For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society 13 and Progzilla Radio proudly present Frog Watch with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousey, a.k.a.
And if you're feeling a little confused right now, fear not. This is Prog Watch, and I am your friend, Big Tony the Prog Squatch. And you may be thinking that the music sounds a little bit different than it does most of the time. And that's because that's true. Because I have something a little bit different for you this week. Many of you may not know it, but I'm a big fan of old folk music as well, especially some of the British folk stuff like uh, Fairport Convention, Steel Ice Band, Lindisfarne. I love all that stuff. And I came across this band who's kind of living in the area between classic rock, prog rock, and folk at the moment and trying to expand their audience. Um, the name of the band is Kindred Spirit. And while I'm at it, I ought to mention the name of the song that I just played was Feed the Fire. It was from Kindred Spirit's latest album entitled Phoenix Rising. It was just released this year in 2016. And I had a sit-down chat with the leader of the band and principal songwriter and singer. Her name is Elaine Samuels. And that's another first for Prog Watch. You may have been listening to the show for a while. And uh, I've only interviewed guys up to this point. Um... Not because, you know, not, not for any particular reason, but, um, this is just, this happens to be the first time that I came across a prog lady, a prog folk lady. And she was a very nice lady and we had a very nice chat. So I'm going to go ahead and play some of that for you right now. So it's very nice to talk to you. Yeah, and, you uh, too. So you have creative genes, huh? Your father was a talented painter. I actually went and looked at the website to see oh, some yeah. of his art. Yeah, yeah. He did a little bit of music as well, but uh, just um, dabbled. He didn't. I don't think he had any training. Um, yeah. A guitar player, <laughs> or um, <laughs> only slightly. He he played a little bit of violin. It was all. It was one or two instruments, like a ukulele, violin, and guitar. But very, you know, um, just just sort of dabbling it was it didn't, hadn't really got to any particular level do you know what i mean yeah just messing around yeah not really playing for audiences or anything but uh yeah yeah, yeah i do a little bit too i don't i don't play anywhere like you do you know anymore i used to but uh yeah now it's just uh yeah i'll record a little music on the side i have a nice computer program and a couple of my friends who i'm still in touch with from back in the days you know I'm 51, yeah. so you know I I think, uh, well I won't I won't venture to say anything about how old you might be, but I saw you had a son, right? Yeah, who's uh, yeah. he's an adult now. My kids are all grown up and moved out at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um. So how early did you start playing? Um. I guess I was about I was probably about 11 when I first picked up a guitar. And it was actually my father had left his guitar lying around. And partly because we'd kept on saying to him, stop playing it, you know. Okay. Because <laughs> he, he used to sort of, he used to plink. Because um, he had a, one of those um, books, that teach yourself books. Right. And it had things like Old MacDonald had a, has a farm in it. And um, playing the chord of G with one finger on the first string you know like yeah. just strumming it and we'd be sitting watching something on the telly and he'd be strumming away on his one <laughs> his one string and we'd be going shut up dad <laughs> yeah i had and a similar yeah i had a similar experience my dad was messing around with guitar whenever i was a kid and he 
took some classes at a community college, I guess, and was playing, you know, some old, like, I guess, folk stuff, you know, because he, this was in the early 70s, so. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I don't want to disparage dad's ability, but <laughs> when me and my brother picked up guitars and started playing, and we got, like, much better than dad, like, right away, he kind of quit, and I always feel kind of bad about that. Oh. <laughs> we made him yeah. quit, you know? Uh, yeah. A similar thing, I think. Yeah, because yeah. he used to sit and play like Shenandoah and some of these other like, like uh, folky '60s things kind of thing, you know. And uh, you know, we'd be trying to watch TV just like what you were describing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were doing music in your spare time, um, as a teenager. Uh, it's one of those things. I, I thought I'd give it a go because it was lying around the guitar and the book and I, I learned a few chords and then I was listening to things like Pink Floyd and oh, all kinds of albums. My brother's a bit older than me and he was introducing me to various music as well. And, and I suddenly realized I could recognize what the chords were. Can you hear me? All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I, I thought, oh, it, that's how you play that one. And I'd I'd work it out and then rush into him and say, look, I can play, you know, this one from Pink Floyd or something. You know, just the chords and mm-hmm. everything. So um, I, I guess you realize if you've got a bit of a, a talent towards something, you know, it, it comes more easily and it draws you in. And um, I, I suppose I was one of those people at that time who sat, in their bedroom and played and played and played until the, the little lines, you know, were really hurting on the fingers. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and I just kept on playing. And then my mum said, um, I'd got to secondary school and um, she'd seen a, a poster in a music shop window saying there was a folk club. Um, and she said, why don't you go to the folk club? You know, I can take you. And I was only about, 13 <clears throat> and my friend at school my, my the girl I was sitting next to and you know how you, you become best friends with the person you're sitting next to sure virtually and she was having guitar lessons <clears throat> and she taught me some things and um, we decided to do some duets and my mum took us to the folk club it was on every Monday night so we'd go do our homework round her house which was close to the folk club and then and then go to the folk club so we did that for like a couple of years until it was time to do um o levels okay so what age are you at that point i'm in the united states so i'm not familiar i probably 17 o levels you you start sort of getting serious about revising when um learning for your o levels when you're about 15 okay so um I kind of gave it up a bit then while I was taking my exams. Um, Yeah. Uh, And then I didn't go back to performing and playing until I was in my 20s because I I did a totally different thing. I decided um, it would be really good um, financially to get a career in something other than art and music. 
Yes, and so, what elect, yeah. electronic engineering is that? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, decided in my wisdom <laughs> that that would be a really good career because they're always saying how um, well paid it is and how many jobs there are. And sure, it's a load of rubbish, really. Is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not very well paid at all. Um, I suppose unless you're really high up or really, really good at it or something. Um, and now there's, it's very hard to get a job in it. Not that I'm trying to get a job in it anymore, but um, the whole industry in this country has disappeared. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of the same over here, you know. Yeah. They don't make a whole lot here anymore. It's all farmed out to other countries at this point. Yeah. So, but that's yeah. pretty interesting, you know, that you were actually an electronic engineer. You took some time out and, and you pursued that and you did, you worked in the field for a few years. Yes. Yeah, it was quite interesting here and there. Uh, and it's fun to work in a team. Um, yeah, I did enjoy that. I, I um, what's the word? I, um, I kept on moving on up until I ended up being um having to work on my own and and then I was managing a project and it was doomed um and everyone tried to distance themselves from me and it was all a bit a bit of a nightmare scenario hmm. um and all my team because it was the first time I'd been um, a manager of a team and everyone was given a job where they were learning their um thing on the job like RF engineering or you know, a, a certain computer language. They were all beginners at that particular thing. Okay. So so they couldn't tell me, you know, how long something was going to take them, really. And I thought everything was fine, and it, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> Never mind. So you ended up, uh, you had a son? I had a son and managed to escape engineering. Um, yeah, so when I had him... I had been dabbling with um, writing songs and gone back to folk clubs and um, getting a bit of a buzz when people seemed to like them and they were singing the choruses back at you. Uh, yeah. And so I had him and I thought it would be really great to have a crack at uh, doing a career as a singer-songwriter guitar player. And um, I could then be at home and look after him during the day and then do the odd gig at night when his dad could look after him. So that's what I did. And I've got no excuse now, but I'm still doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So you had the support of your husband anyway, so that that was a good thing. I I had a similar situation where I wanted to get involved in a small business and uh, we would we needed insurance for, and my wife had a job with the bank and you know, it worked out, it all worked out, but I wouldn't have been yeah. able to do it if it hadn't been for my wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's good when you've got a team. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 You're married. You are a team. Well, you, you should be anyway, ideally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah, people aren't a very good team. <laughs> no. I mean, you can't always agree on everything. Right. Okay. But Yeah. And I thought that this might be a good place to play another song. So I'm going to play what is, I guess, the theme song for the band. It is entitled Kindred Spirit. And it also comes from their latest album, Phoenix Rising, just released earlier this year. (laughs) 
And I think I'll play another one before we get back into the interview. I don't like to be too predictable, you know. But anyway, this one comes from the previous album by the band. It was entitled Metamorphosis, and it was released in 2009. And this is the title track from the album, Metamorphosis.
metamorphosis. Once again, that was the title track from the previous Kindred Spirit album, which was called Metamorphosis. That one was released in 2009, and now I'd like to continue on with some more of the interview. One of the songs you cover, I see, is the Lindisfarne classic Lady Eleanor. I love that band. I love Steel Ice Band, Fairport Convention, many of those offshoots, you know, like Richard yes. Thompson. And yeah. uh, How much of an influence do you think those kind of bands are on your music? Oh, definitely. No, I love um, all the ones you mentioned, and um, um, I was just trying to think if there's any more. When I went to uh, the folk club that I was telling you about where I started out, it was quite a small club, but they had some really big uh, folk names coming. Um, And I, at that time, I didn't really know who they were, uh, and you just... The whole thing was packed every Monday night. It was completely rammed with people. Um, and you, I guess a lot of them didn't know who the guests were, but they just came along anyway. And it was an amazing atmosphere. And we had people like, I don't know if you've heard of June Tabor and Martin Simpson. Didn't she work with Maddie Pryor? June Tabor? Uh, Were they, they did like this yeah, silly sisters or it was something like that. Yeah, something sisters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we had, and you'll know this one, if I can think of him, Paul Brady. Okay. Yeah, he came and he was just um, doing an acoustic thing on his own. And we had uh, Andy Irvin. He he did a thing with Paul Brady as well, an album, which was really good. But all, all very um, Irishy, you know, okay. and traditional, which he then... Planksty you know, kind of stuff, right? Yeah, okay. it was really good. Um, I like that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And Steel Ice Band, I love them. Um, yeah. So it definitely has influenced me, the folk. Although I, I do like traditional folk, but I wanted to do my own thing. And I, I'm also like influenced by 
uh, bands like Fleetwood Mac and um, Genesis and I love Peter Gabriel mm-hmm. and, and, you know, prog things like Yes um, and I like Led Zeppelin and the Moody Blues. Oh, I love the Moody Blues. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of – I'm quite eclectic and I do like bluegrass as well. So, so I was in a little bluegrass trio at one time. Okay, so I see how you also cover the chain. There's your there's your Fleetwood Mac influence. Uh, yeah. So uh, how much do you think some of those other groups are an influence? I mean, your music it's not quite traditional folk. It's it yeah, it's kind of its own thing, you know. I I, I I'm glad you said that because I I like to think that I haven't tried to copy anything in particular. I mean, the instrumentation. You know, you're typically running with what, you know, guitar, bass, drums, violin, and what do you got? The flute, uh, yes, woodwind, the wind, wind instruments. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're all instruments that I just wanted to play with. You know, I wanted someone to, to play that instrument with me because I like the sound of that instrument, really. Because um, I, I just started out solo. And then I thought um, it'd be really nice to play with a violin player. And then one came along who was the girlfriend of someone my husband worked with. And it turned out she was really good and had a lovely voice and, you know, was really great at making things up, you know, improvising and um, working out arrangements. She was excellent. It was, I was really gutted when she left. Yeah. Because um, we just played at Glastonbury and, um, we just played a, a really nice festival, which we, the one we did yesterday, actually, um, on the edge at Richmond Riverside. Um, I played it with her. Um, that's Jane Eldridge, the first violin player. Okay. And then I was asking her, oh, you know, will you be able to play this date in, you know, later on in the year? And she was going, oh, I don't know. And so I, I knew something was wrong. And so I pushed her and said, well, what's, what is it? Um, is there a problem? And she'd been spotted by some other band at Glastonbury, and they'd basically they poached her. They poached her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were sort of old friends from school, and they were because she was um, a Christian. Um, she liked Christian music as well, and they were a Christian band, and it all seemed to be coming together. So um, for her, anyway. <laughs> for her, <laughs> yeah. so she she thought she'd go off touring with them. So she disappeared, and that that was the first time, you know, I lost a band member, and it was like, you know, I was totally gutted the first time someone left. I mean, I've become quite blasé now, because <laughs> so many people have, like, come and gone. Come and gone, And yeah. sometimes I've had to push people a bit as well, which is very difficult. Yeah. Um, but um, now, if somebody goes, it's just like, well, okay, um, there's going to be someone out there who will work and be interested and I'll just find them, you know, and somehow I've managed to f- keep finding them. So how much turner turnover have you had? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's loads. I, um, how many people have been in and out of, uh, some of them I don't even count because they were in and out so quickly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if someone um, shows up for a couple of rehearsals and, you know, or plays well, a show had, or two, yeah. We've had, 
we had one or two things where we first started having a drummer and then um, the drummer, when he couldn't make it, he would give us a like a stand-in drummer. And um, this is totally crazy. You know, we, we maybe hadn't even met them. <laughs> and they turn up to the gig and it's like, oh, you must be so-and-so. You know, it was just absolutely mad. And you're doing a number and you, you know, it, it maybe has a, a very rapid sudden end that's not predictable. And you, you're in the middle of it and you're thinking, well, how am I going to indicate to the drummer <laughs> that we're about to stop? Yeah. And he's powering away with his earplugs in, you know, <laughs> just merrily going along. And then everyone stops and he's still like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was, there were some really mad moments. But um, I mean, that was before we like, and we didn't do that at, you know, important gigs. That was just like in a pub or something. Sure. But um, so that some of those drummers, they sort of were in and out, never really sort of touched the sides. Kind of like Spinal <laughs> Tap. They just blew up on the chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't count some of the drummers. Um, but, um, yeah, we've had... We've had quite a few violin players. I mean, I'd, I'd have to think about it and add yeah. them up. Um, yeah. Do you want to know? Do you want me to count? No, or? no, no. Oh, I, I was just in passing, anyway. you know. I was... Yeah. I think we've probably had more changes than, um, is it, than a Fairport convention. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's a bit of a challenge. Or yes, um, you know, yeah. Because <laughs> they've had a lot, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, good morning, good evening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Radio Proxilla, which is being dishing you up red hot progressive stuff at 24 7. And I figured we'd take a break here. You heard us talking a little bit about some of the covers that the band does. And I had mentioned previously Lindisfarne. Kindred Spirit does a cover of a classic Lindisfarne tune entitled Lady Eleanor. And uh, this version can also be found on their previous album, Metamorphosis, from 2009.
Once again, that was Elaine Samuels and Kindred Spirit covering Lindisfarne. The name of the song was Lady Eleanor, and it was from the Kindred Spirit album Metamorphosis, which was released in 2009. Now we're going to get back into some more of the interview. So uh, you want to give a shout out to your current lineup? Oh, yes. Okay, so we've got Martin Ash on violin, and he's only been with us since March. So the person who's on the most recent albums is Gavin Jones. Um, he was, you know, the one just before. Um, and then we've got, um, we've got two main wind players at the moment because one wind player, um, who's on the album, she is, um, she's just, I always knew she was going to be very, um, busy with her day job because she teaches in a school, uh, teaches music. And she teaches privately, um, and she's in, you know, sometimes she's in, um, concerts with, um, classical things. And so I knew that she was going to be quite, um, difficult to get hold of. Um, so you have an understudy more or less, I guess. I've got now a sharing wind player and a, a number of depths. It, the way it happened was that I was looking for someone to share the gigs with Catherine, who's on the album. And um, it just so happened that rather than one, three popped up who looked really good and wanted to play. So I picked one of them to be the, you know, like in a pecking order, I picked one of them to be the main sharing one who looked like she was probably more available and the other two are going to be depths. So it's just that I could see, having met um, Stephen Lamb at the um, Foreplay Festival in April, I could see that hopefully we were going to get more gigs as a band. And um, I wanted us to be available so we could play, because the rest of us all want to play. <laughs> sure. Um yeah. You don't want to so, pass up good opportunity no. appearances. So really, it's the band is like me, and then bass, drums, wind, and violin. So I've got um, a couple of violin players and, you know, a few wind players and a couple of drummers. And we've got a fairly loyal bass player who can usually make most things, and depth players don't seem to get um, a look in, so they disappear. So, <laughs> okay. So oh. we're a bit of a. Uh, everyone is learning the same material, and they're they're all good improvisers. So, um, you know, we're, we're a good standard. Whoever's playing, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting way to conduct the band, actually. But I guess- it's it's a tricky thing because if you're not totally um, earning you know, and touring completely, um, you know, as a professional band, you've got to try and make it pay somehow. You know, you've got to earn money some way to pay the bills. So, um, like, the bass player has got um, quite a high-level technical day job. Um, The wind players tend to be teachers, 
of music or maths. And um, the violin player has got like a part-time job to pay the bills, but mostly wants to give that up and do music full-time. It's it's a bit of a struggle, really, when you're not... Um, like I'm the manager. Yeah. You know, so I spend most of my time looking for opportunities and trying to contact people and try to publicize us and um, squeezing in some time to write material, you know. So it's it's hard work, really. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> working on anything new? Uh, what Phoenix Rising, what was that, 2014? <laughs> was that... Or was that twenty? Yeah, that was. Um, it, it came out um, in twenty fifteen with its first album launch, and then um, we re released it the following year with Stephen um, for his magazine. Um, so um, yeah, I've been doing some a bit of writing. I've got lots of bits of new songs. Um, one of them is. Uh, an apocalyptic song, which is going to be a quite proggy one. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I tend to write some quite heavy things, and then I'll do a, a batch of heavy ones, and then I'll think, I really need to have a bit of a lighter song. Yeah. You know, this has all got a bit heavy. Um, so then I'll I'll focus on a, a, a lighter topic and write something a little bit, you know less yeah i know what you mean serious (laughs) stephen wilson seems to be really serious all the time you know he's the prog darling right now everyone loves him and yeah he's very talented but you know sometimes you know a steady diet of it might not be a good thing if you're kind of depressed you know yeah uh you gotta gotta lighten it up every once in a while yeah i've been to be fair over the last month or so and it's it's not that i'm spending ages on it it's just that i haven't had a lot of time to focus on it but i've when i have i've been um reading about and trying to understand you know revelations wow and wow. Uh, yeah and um see if i can um put something together for that um so what are you going to do for something heavy <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that's a pretty heavy topic there revelations <laughs> yeah it's um, a great um subject for a prog song i'm sure yeah so but yeah there'll have to be some lighter things in between and i thought we'd take another break right here and play another tune this is going back to the latest kindred spirit album entitled phoenix rising the name of this song is wolves at the gate
Once again, that was Wolves at the Gate by Kindred Spirit from their 2016 album, Phoenix Rising. Now I'll dip back in for the remainder of the interview. You want to talk about any upcoming dates that, you know? All right. Um, what gig dates? We've, we've got um, quite a few gig dates coming up. Um, I'm trying to... We're just, we're just on the verge, hopefully, of playing more you know proper music venues rather than um just pub venues um and it's difficult trying to play in a pub because um you know people want to hear some things that they know um and i we have in the past played you know several covers but in our own way you know, of, of like the Fleetwood Mac. Sure. And you did the America song, the horse with no name on the one. Yeah. Album. That was, that was a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. I put that one on the album because, um, my son really liked it. And being someone from a younger generation, he hadn't really heard the original first. Yeah. Yours is very different than the original. So. Yeah. So he, he came across the original and he was really shocked and he, he said he preferred our version and we ought to really cover it sometime. So I thought, well, we've been playing it that way for a long time and we've never recorded it, so I thought we should. So, yeah. Uh, and we often tack um, some jigs and reels on, on the end of a number like like Horse With No Name, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to get us more music venues now where we can do our own songs. Yeah. Um, 
and it has been difficult for us, um, in fact, before this year, really, because as a band, because we've been too folky to, to really be liked by rock venues. And we've been too um, rocky for folk and too contemporary for a lot of folk clubs and folk type festivals and that. Yeah. And, and we've been sort of floundering a- around a bit. Um, it's been a bit depressing, really. And um, you're never sure whether people like, you know, your songs. You know what I mean? Sure. It's it's a tough thing to be involved in. You, you know, you obviously love what you're doing and you put it out there and you have to be prepared to, you know, some people aren't going to like yeah. it. Some people, oh, yeah. hopefully some people are though, you know, and you focus yeah. on that. Well, it's, it was so nice when we, um, we played at the, a prog festival in, um, April at the foreplay festival. And then Stephen came along and said that he really thought, um, the prog world would like us. And, um, and we started to get some really good feedback from, various people with reviews and um people seem to want to um distribute the album and that so it's been um heartwarming is the word you know i feel that we've found a bit of a home do you know what i mean yeah that's good hopefully this will help too uh it may not be exactly what my listeners are used to, but you know, hey, it's my show. Yeah, it, yeah. it's probably uh-huh. enough for me. And like you said, it doesn't quite fit into no. other categories. So, hey, it's it's progressive folk, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. it's it's hard with um with the folk world because um it's quite a few people in the folk world who are very traditional. You know, they they um want to promote only traditional music so that it doesn't die out and so if you do something that's a different version or you know it's too contemporary they they don't they don't want to promote you because it's not helping the genre to retain its long traditions you know i guess but then at that point they would have turned away like uh steel ice band probably you know I yeah know. yeah and didn't um fairport convention have to create property to to give themselves somewhere to play you know yeah a, a festival because the folk world weren't very keen on them you know it's like dylan when he started playing electric guitar yeah he got a lot of um criticism didn't he? Yes, people don't like change sometimes. But hey, as an artist, you're following your muse. You know, you have to. Uh, That's right. You have to be yes. true to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that I'm, I'm putting out creatively what, you know, what I really want to put out, um, and I'm not trying to be. I'm certainly not trying to be anything in particular because. Otherwise, I would have. I think I wouldn't have struggled so much um, to be accepted in a genre because we just—it's hard to categorize us. So, um, yeah, it has made it difficult. Well, hopefully, this will help. Like I said, a little bit yeah. anyway. Well, that would be great. Get a few more hundred people knowing who you are, maybe. Yeah. So, so what do you got lined up gig-wise? You have some anything big? Any any festivals or? big shows coming up this fall well, we've got 
Yeah, we've got um, a festival coming up on Saturday. Um, this Saturday? Yes. Yeah, this won't be, yeah, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, it'll probably be maybe two weeks before this hits the air. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're, we're very excited that in November we're supporting Curved Air. Um, oh, yeah. And, I remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, in Basingstoke. That's a big deal. Um, yeah, Curved Air. Yes, yeah, so that's super for us because, um, you know, the, with Sonia singing and the violin, you know, it's... It's um, hopefully people that that like Curved Air might like us. Well, appreciate your music, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it would be so nice to meet them and and to play on the same stage. That'd be amazing. Um, and then the next things, the, we've got some concerts coming up next year. Um, in February, we're playing in a church in Twickenham, which should be nice. Um, you know, it's a lovely, uh, surrounding. I'm not quite sure how well we'll get the drum sound because it is tricky in a church because mm-hmm. it's quite reverb. Yeah, all the echoes. Yeah, but a lot of people play in churches, don't they? So they must, they must find a way. Uh, I noticed that, um, Ian Anderson's doing some cathedrals in, um, in the winter coming up. He's That's cool. Playing- yeah, he's playing at uh, Winchester Cathedral and several other ones. I mean, that's amazing, Winchester Cathedral. Um, I love that. Uh, there's that one that circulates around Christmas time. It's like him and Greg Lake, and they're yeah. playing in a church somewhere. I guess it's in London, maybe. Um, yeah. With a full oh, choir, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's that- unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, we'll probably get um, – quite a few more gigs that that will be you know um early next year and you know later on in the autumn but um at the moment we haven't got we've got a we've only got a couple of pub gigs coming up um so far but i'm working on trying to get us these um music venues in london and there are some that um i think will will like us and we'll have us. It's just um, I haven't got them to tell you about at the moment. Okay. <laughs> well, listeners, you hear that? You'll just have to keep your eyes out for kindred yeah. spirit. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, unless there was anything else, did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Ah, uh, I I can't think of anything. In I mean, if people want to follow us, you know, obviously on. Facebook and Twitter and all that, um, you know, then we can, if we do get some exciting things, um, you know, we can let them know. Right. Um, and I try to keep the website really up to date because it's so annoying when I, I was looking around some other prog bands websites today and um, it's just so frustrating when you look for the gigs and it's like, a year old or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the, um, but I try to keep it, you know, really up to date. And that's so that, what kindred spirit uk Is that what it is? Yeah. Kindred spirit band. Yeah. uk, And you can find all the other things from there, and you kid, know, like yeah. Facebook and Twitter and right. What have you. But anyway, yeah. yeah, it's been wonderful talking to you and I do appreciate yeah. you taking the time to speak to me. 
Well, thank you for taking an interest in kindred spirit and fingers crossed, you know, we, we, we've had a very good year so far. Good. And, um, fingers crossed it keeps growing and we can play. Um, it's all about, it would be so nice to reach people who would like our music. That's all I want to do really. Hopefully yeah. we'll find a few more out there for you with this program. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. It's been great talking to you, and uh, yeah. good luck with everything. Thank you. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. When one Mellotron just isn't enough, call in the professionals. Progzilla, proving that prog isn't just for dinosaurs. Now that the Mellotron crisis is averted, I mean, what's Progwatch without at least one appearance of the Mellotron. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but anyway, it's not going to happen this time. Even though this shows a bit of something different here, we still got to hear a little bit of Mellotron. And I think I'll leave you with one more Kindred Spirit song. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation that I had with Elaine Samuels. And if you're inclined, keep an eye out, especially if you're in the UK, keep an eye out for Kindred Spirit. She thinks they have some pretty cool festival type things in the works so watch for that uh try to support these guys check out their website and everything too we mentioned that but i'm gonna leave you with one more by the band here the name of this song is the phoenix and it is from the latest kindred spirit album phoenix rising just released this year Turn 
trapped in a body screaming with pain If your soulmates have all left you here So it seems as though I have a little bit of time left here at the end. And, uh, well, I'm in a folky mood after all this great folk music. And I don't do this kind of thing very often. So I think I'm going to play another folk song by one of those bands we mentioned earlier. We heard a cover of a Lindisfarne tune. I think I'm going to slip in a, a, a tune by the great Fairport Convention from their 1969 album entitled Liege and Leaf. This is Come All Ye featuring the great, the late great Sandy Denny on the lead vocal.
Well, that should just about do it. I think we're just about out of time. So once again, I will remind you all to be good to each other. And prog on, brothers and sisters. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com.